everybody. This is Andrew May. You are listening to Story and Growth. Here with my co-host, Katie May. Hey, hey. We're here today to ask the question, what is your intention? We're here to shoot the shit and be real. If that sounds like something you're into, let's go. intention for this episode is is high <laughs> you have been very slap happy today <laughs> can you not hear the music because i can hear the music no you oh, okay you just heard me going <laughs> yeah i was like okay that's an intention if yeah, I've ever heard no, i was i was singing along with the with the music and we might have new music coming shortly might have a whole new vibe yeah, in the new year. So that's a little tease for those who like teases. But yeah, today we're talking about what is your intention. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know, I, I alluded to a conversation that I had with my father where I essentially just kind of, you know, asked myself what I wanted to create within that relationship. And it made me think of the broader spectrum of my life. Like, what do I want to create in my life? What do I want to create in my relationships with my children, with my spouse? just with my work, with my photography, with my art, with my musicality, with any of it, what do I want to create? And that I feel like is a fantastic question. It's a great place to go back to if you're feeling stuck in your life. And then I think another really good question to go with that is what is your intention? And so leading into the conversation, I asked like, what is my intention for this conversation? Uh, you know, I think you can ask, what is my intention for my marriage? Like, do you have an overall intention for it or is it to just never get a divorce? Is it to, uh, you know, always be positive? Is it to show up deeply for one another because you, you genuinely care for the other person? It, you know, I'm not here to judge what your reasoning is, but to just, uh, offer some questions and to offer myself some, you know, some intentional questions that help me to think about my life and to not just, you know, meander through life and, and just kind of float through life. So yeah, that's the big question for today. And a good thing to be thinking about around the holidays and around moving into a new year as well. Um, yeah, as we move into the holidays, it's like, what is our, our intention with our time? I feel like I get real edgy because it's always, there's always something that can pull your attention away from maybe what your goals are. So if you, if you aren't sticking, this is where boundaries really come into play. And I think that Katie, you and I handle boundaries in different ways. And maybe we can talk about some of that or get into some of that potentially, but I think that I am on the side of the spectrum of just like, nope, I'm not going to take it on. Nope. Nope. We want to do a sleepover. Nope. We want to do <laughs> a dinner with in-laws. Nope. Like I'm just like, and I don't want to be the no guy all the time. Like some of the time I'm like, yeah, it's good to get together. But I think you would say yes to almost everything. And I, I think that you're, you've gotten better. Not that like, it's bad to be a yes person, but I think just in college, I way overcommitted myself to way too many things. And then learn that lesson of like, okay, 
I can keep doing this my whole life and just feel miserable like a ping pong ball just getting smacked around or I can change my behavior. And so I think I went to a little bit more opposite of like, I'm only going to say yes to things that I really actually want to do. And, you know, there are times where I will say yes to things that I'm just not really that interested in out of a sense of like making you happy or making the kids happy. Like I don't love going to the fair, honestly. I don't, it's not something I really enjoy, but I love that the kids love it. So I'm willing to do that for them. Uh, but I won't go more than once, you know, like kind of thing. So it, whereas like you went, I think multiple times. So yeah. Yeah. What, what are you, I don't know. What's your intention or what are, what are your thoughts around intentionality? Uh, and I mean, I guess as it relates to boundaries, since that's kind of where we're at right now. Well, I think intention, just to kind of give a definition to it, obviously there's many definitions, but I think to give a definition to intention is to me, it's a focused energy. It's how do I want to show up? How do I want to bring a specific energy to this? You know, what do I, what am I focusing on basically? And kind of like around that premise of like, where your focus goes, your energy flows is kind of like what I would consider an intention. So I think when we're considering, you know, being kind of like what we talked about last week of like being creators or being co-creators in our life, it's really important that we get clear on our intentions and what matters to us. And, you know, rather than just kind of going through the motions of life, I think having intentions is what gives us life by design rather than just falling into life by default or life happening to us. And so I think in line with that is once you know what your intention is, the way to energetically and sometimes physically protect that intention is to have boundaries that keep that intention alive and well, because if we don't, it's really easy for that intention to just get swept up in back in the flow of life and not like really holding intention anymore. Cause there's so many things that are there that could take our energy or our time or our money. And so getting really crystal clear on like, it's almost like values too. Like what do we value? What are we focusing on? What's important? And what intention do we have as we move forward in this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's helpful in specific instances of if you're going into a situation where you feel like it's typically difficult. And for me, like sometimes getting together with family can be difficult because I am somewhat introverted. And I've noticed this about a lot of introverts that they, a lot of times aren't allowed to claim that because other people are like, no, you're not, <laughs> you know, like, um, Jai Long, my mentor, he's like one of the most outgoing people and like seemingly extroverted people, but he self identifies as an introvert, which seems crazy because of the amount of like, um, success and, and, uh, way that he's gotten himself out there and how he is in front of cameras and, with on zoom calls with like 300 people or doing these big summits with thousands of people. It's like, you're an introvert. No, you're not. And it's like, uh, I would just say that to people like stop telling people who self identify as introverts that they're not introverts. Cause that's not mm -hmm. your call. Um, you can be surprised and curious and maybe ask some questions, but like 
it's weird to tell someone that they're not something that they just said they were, you know, like if you if they're like, I'm a boy and you're like, no, you're not like, that's just a weird thing to, to do. And you don't necessarily have the authority to like, nor should you like say that to someone. It's just kind of interesting. But, um, in terms of like being introverted, I think that like when we get together with family members around the holidays and it's a lot of people and it's a lot of energy, myself and my youngest daughter are very, very sensitive to energy. And I think you are as well, Katie, but like I'm sensitive to it in the fact of like, I get a little bit overwhelmed and tired from it. So like uh, an idea of extroversion is that you get energy from being around other people and being around different types of energy. It actually is draining to me. So I can only do it for so long. Uh, I do enjoy it. I really enjoy hanging out with people, but when it's, uh, I, I, I'll, I would much rather just hang out with one person for the entire day than like, you know, 10 people for two hours. So I, I don't know if that makes me what, what that makes me on that spectrum, but that's just kind of, I, I feel like there's more a level of depth when you're able to be one-on-one or one-on-two or something like that. And you can have conversations that feel a little bit more intimate. Whereas with so many people, it's so much energy. And I'm like, are we really showing up in a way that we actually like care about or are we just around one another? And so like intentionality for me, whenever we get together with family around the holidays has to be, what is my intention is the question going into the time and Oftentimes I'll come up with something of like, okay, we no longer have younger kids. Our kids are nine and six. They're some of the older ones. So how can I be helpful to my other siblings who have younger kids? I can help either change a diaper or look after their kids for a bit or hold one of the babies, like one of the smaller ones and just take some of that weight off of their shoulder. I can uh, you know, get the table ready. I, there's all these little things that I can do. Whereas if I just go like thinking, Oh cool, I'm gonna get drunk or I'm going to like focus on me. Then I don't show up with very good. I just don't show up as a great version of myself It's very, uh, selfish. It's very much about me as opposed to intentionality, I think can really help you to see where there may be potential, uh, areas in which other pe- people might need help. And you can actually really reach into those areas, and help people. So that that's helpful to me around the holidays. Cause I know that that can be stressful. Getting together with family can be stressful. The thing that makes it stressful to me is the amount of energy that is present. Cause we have like, how many do we have? It's a stupid number. Is it 20 yet? Kids? Tw- yeah. Yeah. Oh, like people. In, in your, fa- oh yeah, definitely 20 people. Yeah. So it's like over 20 people and that's just a lot to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you bring up a good point about energy and I think something that's been kind of coming up lately that I've heard from other people and have been thinking about myself is around like energetic hygiene. Like we take care of ourselves physically. We, we prioritize getting in a workout and, you know, eating well and drinking water and all that stuff, which is absolutely necessary to keep our bodies going. But how often do we have an intention around our energy or around our energetic hygiene of like keeping ourselves grounded and, you know, able to be more calm or more clear and not feeling so chaotic or frantic. I think 
I am at risk for this a lot where I give and give and give and it creates, I love giving, but there's a point where it creates like a tipping point for me. And I'm not always aware of when I'm like completely out of gas basically. So really creating more intention for me, I think in the holiday season, but even beyond just in, in life around my own energetic hygiene. And for that, that looks like really checking in with your energy, you know, emotionally, you know, what are you feeling? How are you feeling? Are you taking time to slow down? Are you prioritizing rest? Are you allowing yourself space? Um, all of those kind of practices that when we're, especially in the holiday season and it's busy and we're going and going and going, it's, it takes a lot more energy to claim that for ourselves or boundaries to claim that. But I think for me, that is one intention that I would like to continue to work on is really learning how to recharge and refuel myself from the inside out. Yeah. Okay. What's your intention for our marriage? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, well, I think we've been living it these last few months, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in the months to come. But I think my intention for our marriage is it to be a safe container for both of us to be fully ourselves, for both of us to claim our desires, for both of us to play big and and feel loved and grounded in our relationship, in our home, you know, that it be like a spot of of true authenticity and love. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree with that. And I think that we're also that has been a process and it's been hard work and it's been taking steps to not only work on ourselves internally, individually, but also together as a couple. It's looked like therapy. It's looked like many conversations of what do we actually value? What are the things that are truly important to us? How do we want to raise our children? Uh, All sorts of questions like that and really leaning into okay, we know what our intention is with all of those things. How do we manifest that? How do we make the life that we want to live reflect the the life that we're actually living? So we want our hope to reflect our reality and we want our intention to reflect our reality as well. And I think we're doing a pretty damn good job of it. And, you know, things come up as well. Problems arise. We just ordered some custom doors from uh, this door maker, barn door maker in Ohio, and they got shipped and they were all busted. And, you know, we paid like 800 bucks in shipping and they, they didn't even put the, not, not the person who sent them, but somewhere along the way, things got messed up. And, um, you know, our doors were essentially, our custom doors were like ruined. They're, they're not really usable. And it was a big bummer because we spent a lot of money on them and, we're in the process of getting that taken care of. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a, I guess in my mind, it's an example of like ways in which we're trying to just improve our home as well, improve our space, make it feel more in alignment with who we are and, uh, problems arise, like things come up and you have to be able to pivot. So, uh, I think that's an important note with intentionality. It's like, you know, maybe you have specific intentions, but things subvert those intentions and you, 
like I could have just gotten pissed and stayed pissed about it for multiple days. Like Katie and I were obviously disappointed, but it's just like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like we're, we're very clear on how we want the problem to be solved. So hopefully it'll be solved that way. Like getting upset, being pissed is only going to drag us down. So I think as you look at your intention, whenever your intentions are subverted, just know that like it's that, that means you need to pivot and maybe you need to look to your partner or someone else to help you out with that. Um, but like in those moments, it's like, how do I want to show up right now is kind of what I have to ask myself. It's like, if you have really solid intentions and they're not going the way you want, then it's like, okay, how do I want to show up? Do I want to be a little brat and kind of like show my ass or like just be really lean into anger or really lean into, uh, well, this isn't working out the way I had intended. It's like you can, or you can pivot and, you know, really look at like, how else can I show up? How else can I be intentional in this moment? Yeah. And I think asking ourselves, like, how can my intentions create more of what I desire in my life? I think so often we expect certain things in our life to just appear or to just happen. And while I am a big believer in manifestation, what are you doing over there? I was trying to get you to talk into the corner of the Oh, <laughs> while I'm a big believer in the power of manifestation, I also believe that we have to create the type of energy in ourselves that will call in our intentions, that will call in what we desire. And so having intentions and naming those things and getting clear on them will only help you to fully step in to that person or to that life that you desire. If you don't know where you're going or you don't know what your intentions are, it's so much easier to just be kind of aimless or wandering through and just letting life kind of take you as it does. Yeah. And it can, I don't know if you noticed when I asked Katie, like, what is your intention for our marriage? It really made her be like, Whoa, Whoa. And that's a common thing. Like, I don't necessarily expect you all to like, just go up and ask people like, what is your intention for this? But I mean, it's like, it's like the old school dad, like, what are your intentions with my, my daughter? daughter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy's like, damn. Oh uh. yeah. Right. right. <laughs> I kind of just want to have sex with her, but <laughs> I, I really want to bang her. But, um, <laughs> uh, I yeah. went on a little tangent, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that, you know, with asking that question, it is a good question to ask your partner, not as like abruptly as I did with Katie, but like, we're, you know, we're here specifically to talk about intention and, you know, maybe you journal yourself about what your intentions are for your, your marriage or, you know, how you show up as a, a mom or dad or any of it, how you want to show up to work, all those things, and then have a conversation, share it with your partner and say like, Hey, I listened to this podcast. They were talking about intentionality. I really felt like, you know, I'm being called to be a little bit more intentional and less just kind of aimless in my life. And I want to share that with you. And I, I really am interested and curious to hear what your intentions are for our marriage. Like we, we say them on our wedding day, like you state your intentions and maybe you do a vow renewal and you say it, but like in the day in and day out, a lot of people don't communicate about those types of things. So I think it's really important to any relationship to state intentions. I think that's why the conversation with my father was so difficult is because like we normally don't state 
any sort of intentionality within our relationship. It's just like, you're, you're a dad. You're supposed to love your son. You're a son. You're supposed to love your dad, you know, kind of, we assume like given expectations or intentions. Yeah. Yeah. You just assume roles that, you know, have been created and like exist throughout time. And so you're like, Oh yeah, this is, this is how this is supposed to look. But if you don't actually state your intentions, then you do, you do end up being kind of aimless. And part of the conversation that went so well was because I stated my intentions beforehand. I said like, this is, this is the goal for me for our relationship and for this conversation specifically. Yeah. So I would just encourage and, you know, maybe challenge you a little bit, you know, as we're moving through the holiday season, we're approaching 2022, maybe take some time to just sit down or, even just reflect if you don't want to, you know, really just pause and write, but you could just reflect on, you know, as we're moving forward, what kind of life do you want to create and what intentions would help you be more present in that kind of energy? So something I've been doing is for a while now, basically just every so often I'll sit down and kind of write my ideal life or, you know, the, the most true and beautiful version of my story that I can think of. And I write it as if it's already happened so that it feels more real. And then from there I create, or I pull out a couple of intentions to just kind of focus on for that next few weeks or next month. You know, you can do this with the moon cycle, the new moon just passed, but the new moon and the full moon of course occur every two weeks. So we as a family have been um, trying to do little moon rituals. And those are great times to just speak out loud your intentions or an, or an intention. And so I just challenge you to kind of find what works for you to take a pause and really reflect on, you know, what matters most to me, what am I calling in and what intention would I set for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I really like that. And, you know, I think that prayer can be a great thing. It's asking for help. It's kind of like, asking the spirit world to kind of, uh, it's calling them in on your behalf, but I do think people can get a little too reliant on prayer as a means of connecting with the divine. And I think that setting your own specific intentions for things is also a way to show up. Uh, you know, you can call in that divine energy for help, but also just like not relying on the universe or on a God or a deity to like, help you out in all these circumstances. It's like, okay, that's fair. And you can do that. But what are you choosing to do? My, in in my mind, like intentionality is showing up deliberately, like deliberately doing things. So when we do those moon rituals, we're, we're deliberately getting together with the intention of, you know, sharing our hearts with one another and also just kind of calling in things, celebrating the moon, celebrating nature, you know, celebrating our aliveness, the fact that we, we exist. It's, uh, intentionality is being deliberate. And so I encourage you just as we move into holidays plus the new year and just any time in your life, like what are you doing deliberately to improve yourself and to make your life better and to make your relationships better because that to me is what actually matters at the end of the day is like, are you doing things that are helping you to 
grow on this journey or are you just kind of stagnant and aimless? Yeah, I think that's a good word. I think, I think it is important to connect to the spiritual energy or the higher power or source or your highest self, however you want to look at it when you are calling in intentions, but yes, not just blindly praying, Oh, please God, universe, whatever, make this happen in my life. It's like, you have to also put in the actions or the habits or the work toward living in that energy. You can't just put it out there, but as long as you are taking action and you're moving forward, the universe is there to support us and co-create with us. So I think it's important to, to have both, but not to fully rely on higher power, energy source, whatever you want to call it to just make things happen on your behalf. That's not how it works. I don't think. Yeah. So it takes you being proactive and either journaling or having the hard conversation. So if that's been on your heart for a while and this podcast is giving you a little nudge, I would say, you know, maybe there's a part of you, there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to ruin the holidays with something, you know, like this. I don't want to you know, talk to my family about difficult things around the holidays. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's, you know, some sort of identity, or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, any number of things that make you feel that tug of like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Cause that's how I was. I was like, I don't, that's, that's the one place I don't really want to ever go. And oftentimes that's the arrow pointing like directly to the thing that you need to pay the most attention to. So yeah, my encouragement, these two questions, I think that we've gone over the last couple of weeks, I think are really instrumental in helping you to just live a more fulfilled and growth filled life. And those questions are like, what is your intention? What is your intentionality behind your life? Like, how do you want to live and show up in this world? Um, and what do you want to create? Like, what life do you want to create? What relationships do you want to create? And what sorts of things do you want to create within those relationships? So I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers. Peace, y'all. If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed or following the show by hitting the plus symbol in the upper right-hand corner. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, send us a DM. Katie is at Embrace Yourself Whole. Andrew is at Allegory and Elm. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers. Cheers.